This is Cruise Radio. Hey, how's it going? My name is Doug Parker. Thanks for joining me on this bonus episode of Cruise Radio, all about Hurricane Irma and the impacts it has had across the whole Southeast and across the Eastern Caribbean, too. I mean, just some devastating photos turning up. Uh, On this episode, we're going to talk to someone who is on Oasis of the Seas currently right now. Their cruise has been extended uh, a couple of days because they can't get back into port. Also, we'll talk to Matt Hotchberg from Royal Caribbean Blog, get a soundbite from John Heald, Sherry Kennedy standing by to give us some cruise news from cruisemaven.com. Oh my gosh, we have so many people on the show. Travel agent Becky Smith is coming on to talk about how you're impacted during hurricane season. Simon Duval of cruiseline.com, he's going to give us some uh, give us an island update, we'll call it, to see how everybody's doing down there in the Eastern Caribbean. Uh, so, uh, and a couple of other sound bites too. Very, very busy show, so we'll get right to it. First off, Sherry Kennedy's here from cruisemaven.com to give us a news update. Hey, Sherry. Hey, Doug. So I guess the silver lining in all this, Sherry, is that a couple of cruise lines are getting together and helping some folks down in the Eastern Caribbean right now, which is very good to see. Tell us about it. Well, this is really unique. I'm sure Royal Caribbean first uh, just announced that they're going to mobilize ships and supplies to help people in need. And then uh, presently, Adventure of the Seas is scheduled to make a humanitarian stop in St. Martin, Saint, you know, the, the Dutch side, on Sunday. And the Majesty of the Seas will also make a humanitarian call in St. Thomas and also St. Martin to bring supplies and also assist in transporting evacuees in St. Martin back to safety. And they must be going through uh, one heck of a time there. And good for Royal Caribbean. And at the same time, Norwegian Cruise Line has announced that they are also sending a rescue mission to the Caribbean. Um, And they have said that in the wake of this devastating storm, quote, we will be deploying Norwegian Sky from her current position off the coast of Cancun to St. Thomas. Um, They're going to retrieve about 2,000 travelers who were unable to evacuate prior to the storm coming in. So uh, that's, you know, that's really, like you said, a silver lining if there is one. But uh, the Norwegian ship will depart immediately, and it's supposed to arrive sometime um, late evening on Monday, September 11th, in St. Thomas. And once the guests have boarded, they're going to sail back to the Norwegian Skies home port in Miami, and the expected arrival date is Thursday, September 14th. Norwegian Cruise Line noted that this effort that's being organized by the government of St. Thomas, this is actually... The government has given the list to Norwegian Cruise Line because a lot of people were like, oh my gosh, I have friends and family down there. And the Norwegian was like, look, the government is organizing this. We're just operating as a ferry service. Yeah, so that's pretty amazing. Um, you know, they're all, well, St. Thomas is part of the U.S., of course, and it would just make sense that they're going to try to get people out. But to have them also go to St. Martin, um, which is obviously not U.S., is, is wonderful. Sherry, have you seen any of those photos from St. Martin? It looks awful. Oh I, I saw one boardwalk where I used to stroll, and they had all these art, you know, art uh, galleries. It's gone. It's totally gone. I have a soundbite here from the director of tourism of St. Martin, Rolando Bryson. Play clip number three. To be very frank, it's pretty bad. You know, um, a lot of buildings were hurt very hard. A lot of roads are still inaccessible. So um, the airport was very badly damaged. The port did seem to uh, hold up very well, fortunately. Um, and the airport is already busy being cleaned up and trying to get that online so that we can accept relief and, and, and get people back home. So in other words, we just really 
we went through a very difficult time and we're trying to find any way that we can to recover. You know, Sherry, as I was listening to that soundbite, I was looking at a photo here of Airport Beach, uh, Mahu Beach, you know, where the Sunset Bar and Grill is and all that and watching the planes land just completely wiped out. Wow. Yeah. And, you know, when you take a, a taxi from the port of St. Martin and you go over to the French side, you know, you're going over these rolling hills and these small little houses that are built with toothpicks and prayers. Um, and I can't imagine what's happened to them. All these islands are definitely in our prayers. Uh, we're talking with Sherry Kennedy from CruiseMaven.com. Stay safe out there, Sherry. Thanks, Doug. You too. On the line now for an island assessment is community manager at CruiseLine.com, Simon Duval. Simon, let's start off by St. Martin. We were briefly just talking about it. Uh, what do you have on the island? Uh, well, we're getting reports that 90% of St. Martin has been devastated, and there's been at least eight deaths so far. Uh, there's just, I mean, widespread damage and devastation anywhere. Uh, there's three Sinesta resorts on the island that have suffered widespread damage. One is completely uninhabitable and has evacuated their guests to local shelters. The other two are operating and have limited power, but they're housing guests in the convention centers on site because the hotel section is and rooms are just so, so damaged. And a specific cruise impact, Adventure of the Seas has dropped uh, St. Martin from its September 9th itinerary. I believe that sailed from San Juan on the 9th. Um, so it's not going to be going to St. Martin. They're going to be overnighting in Aruba instead, and that's likely the first of many canceled canceled port calls in St. Martin. One island we haven't heard much from is Grand Turk. Do you have anything on that? Not much. A state of emergency has been declared. Uh, Apparently the communication network was taken down by the storm and they basically have no power seeing that the network was, was, you know, in place. There's not much they, they could do. Uh, One bit of good news from Grand Turk. We did get an update from Jack of Jack Shack. Uh, We were, were very concerned, concerned about him and his family and the dogs and uh they he reports that they've all survived and are okay uh no word on the shack yet but um i'm i'm not holding out a lot of a lot of hope that the shack survived so perhaps they need to rebuild as jack's bunker not as cute a name but will yeah. be much more durable <laughs> right uh how about saint john Widespread damage on St. John. John, we're hearing mostly about residential damage, and unfortunately, one one of those homes damaged was Kenny Chesney's home. He said he even built the home in a strategic area that would minimize the impact from hurricanes, uh, but apparently that uh, didn't didn't quite work out for him. He's called the destruction quote biblical in nature. Wow. Yeah, he does have a lot of lot of love and has had a home on St. John for many years. So he started a charitable foundation called Love for Love City that's going to help support the recovery and the people on St. John's. So um, that, that's good to hear, but it, it, it's sad to hear so much damage. And right across the bay from St. John is St. Thomas. Anything out of there? Not much. It seems like they may have escaped the worst. Uh, there's at least four deaths and a lot of damage to power and water infrastructure and some homes and businesses, but it doesn't seem like we're getting those kind of reports that we are out of out of St. Martin. So uh so far, at least. So fingers, fingers crossed that they didn't have have that huge an impact. And likely the same for Puerto Rico. Uh, so widespread power outage. There's some damage reports. But again, they were likely spared the worst. Yeah. Got to ask you, how's the weather down there where you are? Because uh, the winds are starting to pick up a little bit here. Yeah, I'm here in downtown Orlando. Uh, winds are definitely picking up. We've had some rain squalls going in all morning. 
Uh, we're expecting the worst uh, to start late afternoon, early evening here and last uh, Sunday night, Sunday night, last for about 12 hours. We've been talking with Simon Duval, community manager at CruiseLine.com, getting an island assessment because of the hurricane. Simon, stay safe down there. Talk to you soon, buddy. Thanks, Doug. You too. John Steiner is currently on Royal Caribbean's Oasis of the Seas, riding the storm out. His cruise has been extended a little bit because it can't get back to Port Canaveral. John, you there? John, can you hear me, buddy? Yeah, I can hear you now. Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you good, man. How you doing? I'm well. How are you? I'm good, my friend. Uh, what cruise are you on, and what's the latest out there? Okay, Oasis of the Seas. We sailed on the 3rd from Port Canaveral. Uh, the itinerary was Sea uh, Day, uh, Labadee, and then uh, Jamaica, Falmouth, and then Sea Day, Cozumel, and it was supposed to be Sea Day, and then back to Port Canaveral on Sunday. What's happened is uh, we made to Cozumel on time. We extended until 6 p.m. tonight, and we're going to be putting to sea tonight, going southwest of Cuba and just hanging out. Uh, Then we're going to track and follow Irma after she passes and head for Port Canaveral. Go ahead, Doug. How, how often are you being updated on the situation, like as far as your itinerary changes and all of that? The captain has been excellent. This is my four first Royal Caribbean cruise. They may never invite me back. Uh, but uh, the captain has been excellent. He, they've been updating. Anytime they've had information, they've been putting, uh, in addition to oral on the speakers around the ship, he's been updating Channel 14 on the ship. And James, I think his name is Van Fleet, the mm-hmm. meteorologist, he's doing videos that are showing up on the ship. Uh, so we're being well informed. Now, today, uh, and you've probably seen this, uh, Oasis supposedly is now officially not sailing its next cruise until Wednesday. Uh, I stopped at guest services briefly. They said the captain will be making an announcement soon. Uh, that, but it looks like we're going to be uh, out till Wednesday, but that's not official. I'm still booked back home on Tuesday, and I'm probably going to throw another reservation in for Wednesday on a refundable fare. Uh, go ahead. What's the vibe like on board? I mean, people were expecting a seven-day cruise, and now possibly being extended to a nine- or ten-day cruise. The vibe is really good. Now, 450 people got off yesterday. Uh, the captain uh, gave the math of what was originally on the ship, what was currently on the ship, and he said about 450. Today, I've personally seen at least two or 300 get off the ship uh, with luggage, obviously, trailing behind them. Uh, so people are either booking out of Cosmel or out of Cancun. Uh, I did look at going home today uh, out of Cozumel, uh, but it was going to cost an arm and a leg, and my wife likes the adventure. So mm-hmm. we're going to stay on and see what happens. We, we, we're we comfortable that Royal's not going to put us at the port with no no flights, no buses, none of that. My comfort level's pretty good. Uh, but there won't be any hotels in Orlando. You know, uh, mm-hmm. there's just no way that they're gonna, they'll either be damaged or they'll be occupied. So uh, we're planning on, you know, figuring this out as we go and get back to Phoenix. What, what is Royal Caribbean doing in way of like, are they giving any kind of like complimentary internet or anything to the passengers who are on board or like, uh, I, I guess because like some people who are cruising on a budget only plan for, you know, seven days of gratuities and all of that. So how is all that coming into play? 
Okay, they uh, a couple days ago they announced that everybody everybody would get free gratuities for any extra days. They're mm -hmm. picking that up. Uh, the specialty restaurants are going to 50% off for the extra nights, uh, and we plan on taking advantage of that. Uh, the captain did in one of his announcements suggest, uh, and only suggest, that people think about getting meds on shore here at Cozumel uh, mm -hmm. before they go. We personally packed an extra week worth of meds, uh, so I'm not worried about that. But he warned people in a great diplomatic way that this is a good place to get meds you might want to think about that uh, and that was two days ago um, and the special they, they did a special half off uh, laundry today so people could get laundry done at half the normal price and so we sent out a bunch of stuff and that's pretty much it the vibe of the people that are on the ship is pretty good I've not I've seen like one or two people grousing mm -hmm. uh, you know and that's going to happen on any show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's actually it's actually been better than expected. Well, I'm just curious. I'm up here in Jacksonville, Florida, where the weather is very quickly deteriorating. Uh, how is the weather over there in the Western Caribbean? Well, we're actually in Cozumel, and the weather's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, some you know pop up thunderstorms, normal Cozumel weather, uh, but it's it's very good. Now he did say that when we sail tonight. Uh, we're going to hide behind Cuba to some extent, but when we come out from behind Cuba, and he was expecting this on Sunday, maybe Monday now, we would uh, pick up some more seas than we're used to. We've only had three or four foot seas on this cruise. Hmm. So he said it could be 10 feet plus, uh, and we would have wind coming at us from the port beam, uh, and that would be happening. Uh, but he said that Oasis should ride this out very well. And Oasis does seven night. It's it's a seven night Eastern and Western sailings from Port Canaveral. Am I correct on that? Yeah, that's correct. And this was a, a Western. The Easterns. Uh, well, the next cruise is a four day now, and that's just going to go Port Canaveral, Cozumel, and back. Uh, that came out today, and I've been reading uh, reading it on the internet, and then it's now official. Uh, but they haven't announced to the ship yet whether we're going in Tuesday and kicking everybody off and they're going back out or we're just going to be out till Wednesday and they're going to go in, get us off, put the next cruise on. I'm expecting Wednesday, but I don't know that as a fact as we sit here right now. We've been talking with John Steider, who's riding the storm out on Royal Caribbean's Oasis of the Seas. John, thanks for linking up with us today, bud, and safe travels. Okay, Doug, and uh, good luck in Jacksonville. Thank you, John. We now jump to Matt Hotchberg from RoyalCaribbeanBlog.com. Matt, welcome to the show. So let's talk about the cruise contract and passenger bill of rights when it comes to hurricanes. I mean, in your experience, how flexible is the cruise contract when you bring a storm like this into the equation? Hey, Doug. So when we're talking about cruise contracts and hurricanes, there's the written word and then there's the real world, so to speak. And the written word, if you read the cruise contract, there's very little that's actually promised to guess in the event something like a hurricane happens. That's really where traditionally cruise insurance and travel insurance in general has played the role. However, that being said, Royal Caribbean has traditionally, and this includes not only this year in 2017, but also going back a couple of years, they have gone above and beyond what they're required to do, offering some sort of compensation for guests who were impacted by storms, be it a skipped port, be it a a delayed arrival or return, there's there's a lot of possibilities, and it kind of depends on the situation. There's no way to really know it ahead of time, but at the very least, if your cruise ship skips a port, whether it's a hurricane or not, maybe they're just you know it's too windy on a given day, you can't dock somewhere, you are entitled to get back the cruise taxes and port fees that the port that you were supposed to dock at 
charges Royal Caribbean. Of course, that's just a fee that's passed on to the consumer. So if you don't dock there, then that there should come back to you. Usually it's only a couple of dollars, so don't get too excited about that. But what we've seen here, especially in this year in 2017 and in the last couple of years as well, Royal Caribbean offering back onboard credit, cruise credit towards future cruises, and a lot more. It really depends on how much of an impact there is, and it's kind of on a case-by-case basis. So Again, when you're talking about the cruise contract, it's important to read about it and also strongly consider travel insurance because while travel insurance isn't the end-all, be-all for everybody, it can alleviate some of the risk that maybe you're concerned about when you're cruising during hurricane season. I've been asked this next question a lot over Facebook and Twitter. Where do cruise ships go during hurricanes because they can't just stay docked? The simple answer is far, far away. If there's a storm in the Eastern Caribbean, cruise ships go to the Western Caribbean. If there's a storm in the Western Caribbean, they go to the Eastern Caribbean. Heck, sometimes they've even been known to go north to avoid the storms. It really depends on the path. But at the bottom line is these cruise ships are going to avoid the storm at all costs. There's just no reason to go anywhere near them. While the ships can handle those kinds of conditions, it's just not a great idea, both from an investment standpoint of the actual equipment, but also the people and the safety and comfort of the guests on board. And so rail crewmen traditionally will send the cruise ships somewhere else far, far away to avoid those kinds of issues. I was reading on your site, Matt, that Royal Caribbean is using one of their ships as a safe haven for folks during the storm. That's right, Doug. Royal Caribbean is using Enchantment of the Seas as a floating hotel for its employees and their families to escape all the impact of Hurricane Irma. You know, of course, Royal Caribbean and many cruise lines, in fact, are based in South Florida. And Royal Caribbean, with so many family members and and obviously employees and so many extended folks who depend on the company every day. Now the company is reaching out to them and helping them by bringing a number of them on board Enchantment of the Seas to escape the impact of the storm in South Florida. And it's it's win-win, right? Because it gets, the ship has to go anywhere. They were already planning on moving Enchantment of the Seas out to avoid the storm. And so as a result, they're taking the extra step to uh, provide a, a floating sanctuary for these folks who, you know, who have who worked so hard for the company, and now Royal Caribbean is doing their part and giving back to those employees, which is just an awesome idea. Matt Hutchberg from RoyalCaribbeanBlog.com. You can find him there for bits and pieces and news about Royal Caribbean. Jumping now to John Heald, Senior Cruise Director at Carnival Cruise Line. He was heading back from Alaska to the UK, back home, and he left this word of support on Facebook Live yesterday. Here's what he had to say. Hi, everybody. It's me. I'm sitting here at the gate um, waiting to board my... British Airways flight to London. I decided to change it here from Seattle to uh, from Atlanta because of the weather. Um, I just wanted to say hello to all of you and especially give a personal message to those people who are about to face the wrath of Hurricane Irma. Um, I, I'm not blessed enough to know what to say to you. I don't have the words. You know, a lot of you are going to be facing some really tough times and a lot of you are going to be um, without power and, and water and all sorts of things. So before all that happens, um, you are part of our carnival family and I hope it's okay for me to say that I speak on behalf of uh, our, our incredible president, Christine, and every single employee at Carnival um, if you've cruised with us, if you've thought about cruising with us, if you're going to be cruising with us again, uh, to you and your families, I want you to stay safe. Know that we're thinking about you. I wish I could be there to give each of you a cuddle and say everything's going to be okay. So be safe. I hope that when this is all over, you'll go back to your homes and you'll, they'll still be there and your friends and loved ones and your pets and property are all safe and well. So... Um, 
be strong, be well, and remember you are very much part of the Carnival family. Jumping now to travel agent Becky Smith to talk to us about uh, the consumer side of things. How are you impacted when it comes to sailing during a hurricane? Becky, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. So, Becky, how is having a travel agent beneficial, especially during hurricane season? The the hold times right now with the cruise lines are exceedingly lengthy, and having the ability for guests to contact a travel agent allows the guests to put that workload off on somebody else to help handle for them so the agent can spend the time dealing with the issues, making arrangements, making changes, getting in touch with the cruise lines on the guest's behalf, and then the guest can just sit back and relax and enjoy the voyage whenever all the changes are made. Becky, you said that there are really long wait times. What kind of wait times are you experiencing? I'm just curious. Wait times right now for the last two or three days with most of these Miami offices being shut down are ranging anywhere from one to two or three hours. Oh, wow. So if Miami offices are shut down, does that mean they're like rerouting to a call center somewhere else in the U.S.? They are. Most of them are having uh, home-based agents that are throughout the country and not having the offices in Miami available means there is a considerable amount of agents that are no longer available that generally are. What are the cruise lines offering the guests who are either on board or or like planning to sail and their voyages got totally messed up? They vary right now from cruise line to cruise line, depending on the situation. Some of the lines are offering a full refund if the sailing is fully canceled. Plus, some may be offering a percentage off a cruise fare. Per the cruise line contracts and because of these weather-related events, the cruise lines are actually not under any obligation to offer the discounts on future voyages, but some of them are doing it in the best interest for public relations between them and their guests. Other situations, the guests are allowed to cancel and use their base fare of their current voyage towards the price of a future voyage credit, and all penalties and fees are waived. So for someone who we just talked to, like John, whose sailing is going to be two or three days late back to Port Canaveral, do the cruise lines usually or typically help with like the airfare changes because it's their, you know, not their fault, but they have to keep you out at sea for your safety? That will depend on the situation. If the cruise line made the actual airline reservations, then yes, the cruise line will assist with those changes. Otherwise, what has taken place right now is most of the cruise lines, if you're on the ship right now, they are opening up the phone lines for guests to make phone calls free of charge. Okay. So the guests are able to make contact directly with the airlines and make the changes accordingly. Cool. You know, you deal with travel insurance on a day-to-day basis. Where does travel insurance come into play in a hurricane situation like this? Trip insurance policies are going to vary from line to line and for private companies. Weather-related events... Uh, Most of the policies will provide some type of coverage for trip delay and interruption expenses. Some company policies will also provide recovery for missed excursions and also for airfare expenditures. It's very, very important, and I cannot stress upon people enough, to be sure that if you're purchasing a trip insurance policy from an outside vendor, that the travel dates are accurate and reflective of their entire travel dates, not just for the dates of a cruise itself. Mm-hmm. And all non-refundable expenditures need to also be covered in that policy. 
So let's just say hypothetically that the cruise is going to start on September the 1st, but their air is going to leave on August 31st. And maybe they need to even drive from their home to an airport to catch an early morning flight on August the 30th. Then when the policy is established, that policy travel date should start on August the 30th, not on September the 1st. If a guest does not include those dates prior to the cruise, their air is not going to be covered. And if they are, say, in an accident getting on the way to the airport, then if they go later to try to file a policy claim, it could very well be denied. Hmm. Furthermore, if the airline expenditures are not covered in that policy, entire amounts are not covered, then the airline's not going to be covered. If they don't have the expenses for, say, a hotel that is a non-refundable, cannot be canceled in advance type situation, those would not be covered. So it is very important that everything be totally thought out and put into the policy before they ever purchase it. Becky, I know you're busy this afternoon, so I have just one more question here and I'll let you go. Um, Any advice for someone booking a cruise during hurricane season? While booking during this time of the year is a good time from an expense standpoint, it is one of the more reasonably priced times of the year. It is a very risky time frame to book with hurricanes being more prevalent, especially right now when we are in the height of hurricane season. Guests need to realize that ports are definitely subject to totally being changed. Itineraries can be shortened. They could be lengthened, uh, depending upon the situation. Right now, I know many cruises are being held out to sea longer and maybe put in other ports out of harm's way. So everyone needs to be very patient, tolerant, and being very acceptant of situations and decisions that are made by the cruise lines. It's also very important that people pack extra medications and anything else that may be needed in the event that they are held on the cruise ship longer than they would normally be expected. Travel agent Becky Smith, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Doug. Have a great day. In closing, I've been getting a lot of emails asking how you can help the Eastern Caribbean islands and the islands impacted by the hurricane. And really, it's kind of too early to tell right now. It's still about a recovery mission and trying to get the people out of there and get the people safe and make sure everyone's accounted for. But you can rest assured that we will pass the information along to you on Thursday, how you can help, really. I mean, if you book a cruise and you get off on those ports once they open, that'll help considerably. Uh, Don't treat the ship as a sea day when it's docked in St. Martin or St. Thomas. Get off the ship. Actually do something. Take the ferry boat over to St. John for the day. Help them over there as well. So a lot we can actually do and we'll have more information on this as we get uh, you know, progressed with this storm and things start uh, happening here. If you have anything you want to pass along to the listeners, any kind of charities you come across, shoot me an email. Doug, D-O-U-G at cruiseradio.net. And with that said, I'll speak to you on Thursday. Thank you again for being here. Stay safe out there. God bless. Cruise Radio is produced weekly at the tripinsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Hear Cruise Radio on iHeartRadio, the Stitcher Radio Network, iTunes, or at cruiseradio.net. For sales and marketing opportunities, email sales at cruiseradio.net. I'm your announcer.